This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Like, if I posted anything that didn't involve, like, laundry or a home DIY or, like, something like homemaking, my followers were like, no. (laughs) No, not that. Stick to what you know. Stick to what you know. Yeah. Uh, the wedding really actually is what like broke me out. And I was able to get the lifestyle. And now it's like everything. And if, if I post laundry content, like sometimes it doesn't do as well, which I'm actually really grateful for. Welcome to The Real Reel, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Real Real Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Barbu. And today I am recording with Sarah Boss. We recorded in person in New York City. And I am so excited for you to listen to this because not only is Sarah hilarious, but you can learn so much from her experience not as a content creator, but also as someone who is just a multifaceted human being who has a variety of different interests and has somehow found a way to kind of do all of the things that she loves in her life and like she's about my age I actually don't know exactly how old she is but I believe we're both around the same age like 26 27 I could totally be wrong but I just assume everyone is around my age that I speak to so anyways in her 20s And she has gone from being a chemistry major to working at a research facility like lab to then going off and wanting to do her own thing and working at a marketing agency. And now she's a content creator and she has blown up on TikTok. Like I'm talking tens of millions of views blow up. And she now is has I think like six or seven hundred thousand followers on TikTok and That is all in the span of less than a year. She started earlier this year blowing up and now she's almost at a million. So Alex Earl, who? Like, who is that? I'm just kidding. But no, seriously, you need to follow Sarah on TikTok. She's so funny. And I have been friends with her for quite some time. It started as I think her just like following me, watching my YouTube videos, maybe. And then we started DMing. And then she was one of the first early supporters of Rella. And she's just been so incredible. And I feel like I've known her for so long now. But I love supporting her career. I love this episode. We got to record in person. So this episode is on YouTube. And you guys, I'm not slacking anymore. I have someone who is managing my entire social media for the real real. So Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, everything. So I will actually be on top of my stuff. 
Isn't that exciting? I will be on top of my stuff. So if you guys enjoy this podcast, I'm really looking to grow it this year. I'm going to have goals. I'm going to have metrics that I want to hit. Like I want to be on top of it. Then you guys can rate and review the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It just helps me out a lot and definitely helps as new people find the show. So thank you guys so much for listening and let's welcome Sarah onto the show. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I love hanging out with you. I know this. Okay, so we just recorded Sarah's podcast and it was so much fun. So like just chill and nice. I love the rebrand. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you. Okay. Why did you decide to do the rebrand from like unattainable to the group chat? Yeah. Yeah, What's the switch? Because I was on the like obviously on your podcast I feel like it was like two years at this I think, point. I think so. Yeah. It was a, a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Zoom interview. Because Rella was just I don't even think we started. I think I just like talked about the idea. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about like the rebrand. Why did you decide to do that? Yeah. So I had been, and I'm sure you felt this before, like I had been sort of in a rut with the podcast and I, I think I got kind of complacent because it just wasn't really where I wanted it to be and it was called Attainable and it just felt like you hear Attainable and... I started it, and this is technically our third name. Okay, like, wait, what were the iterations? Oh my God. So the first, and the first one didn't last like very long, like many episodes at all. So I just sort of like, it's basically just attainable. The first one uh, was, oh my God, I don't know. What else podcast? What else podcast? What else podcast? Okay. It's not bad. It's. <laughs> do you remember, did you ever see that video of the little kid and he's like super Southern, he's making a grocery list and his mom's like, okay, we need strawberries. And he goes, strawberries, what else? And then she's like, we need spaghetti stuff. He goes, skitty stuff, what else? No, I've never seen it. Oh, it's one. Was it like Vine or was it uh, Yeah, YouTube it was like, it, was like, oh, it was, you know, it went everywhere. I think I saw it as like a Facebook video. It's old, 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 okay. old. But, and it's like one of my mom and dad's favorite phrases, not not something you name your podcast after. But I remember <laughs> us being by the pool and I was like, oh my God, what else? It's Yeah, like we say it all the time. Like it'll be like, what else is going on? What else is new? Mm. I feel like there's so many segments you could have yeah, done. Yeah, there's, I was also in just a very different time then. So started with what else that went into it, like attainable. And I was definitely like in my like self-help book era. Okay. And so it was sort of like a self-help podcast-ish or like we had people like interviews coming on and about their life and their career. And we would talk about like, yeah, anything. It was like helpful and inspirational. And within the last, probably this year is when I just kept going on a podcast. I was like, I, this isn't fun. Like I don't find this fun. And I remember, I think it was like March or April when I like looked at it. I just looked a little too hard. I was like, just looking at our Instagram. And, and mm-hmm. I very much like when I switch, like it's like night and day. Okay. And I looked at it. I felt it switch. I was like, I hate everything I've ever done. I hate this whole podcast. <laughs> I, hate, I hate all of it. Like I hate it. I hate it. And I was like, oh God. Okay. So we got to change. And this time I, I took much more time than I have taken with any other project. I'm a very impulsive with like creative projects. I'm like kind of like hurry up and run before I like lose the idea. I was like, no, I really want to take my time with this. I want to be very purposeful. If it's not coming to me, don't force it. Like, let things really fall into place in a natural way. So yeah, it took me like three or four months <laughs> to actually get up. So now we are mutual friends. We've got a segment called the group chat. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. I was you like, know. the group chat. Yeah, no, it's all mutual good. No, the group chat, yeah, it's, it's like our beginning segment. And like mutual friends, the whole like concept behind it, it's, it's like your group chat 
in a podcast form. Yeah. So we'll talk about like, oh my God, did you hear about this? And like, I trending love topics. that. And then, you know, like dating stuff or like listing nostalgic things or like giving advice or we'll, we'll do, you know, something that's just sort of fun. It's very casual. It's much more me. When I was doing this, like rebrand, I was talking to people. They're like, okay, like, what do you want? And I was like, rat energy. I just, I don't know why. I just kept saying rat energy. Okay. I was like, I just want this to be fun and stupid. And like, if it's helpful, I don't want it. <laughs> like, I don't want, <laughs> I want toxicity. I want toxicity. <laughs> I don't want to be helpful. I don't want to be inspirational. Like, I want you to laugh. I want you to come out like inspired but not because we said something enlightening because you felt like you could hang out and just be you. Yeah. And like that was the everything behind. And then, yeah, things just kind of fell into place. Like my mom has a horrible mouth. And because of that, I also have a horrible mouth. And I wasn't even allowed to say crap like growing up. Really? Like now I use... Oh, wait, can I curse on your podcast? Yeah. Okay, yeah, all the time. (laughs) Whatever. And so... It's the fact that it's MF, like the abbreviation was MF. That just sounded funny. Oh, I, was like, I That's like hysterical. It. Mutual friends, it like tied into like my online life mm-hmm. and that I was like an extrovert and I have a lot of friends and I like making friends and the podcast is how I've made friends. That's how we became friends. Like, yeah. All this type of stuff. And then like even down to the set design, very grateful my aunt and uncle like work on like sets and they do a lot of editing and, and they've been like Hollywood and stuff. So they came to my house and for my birthday, I just had done like this painting that I was like, I want all my friends to work on this one piece of art and we'll all just kind of add to it and it'll be a mess, but it'll be like a painting done by all my friends. So it'll mean something. For a little bit, it looked like a Chuck E. Cheese like carpet. And then my artistic friend like kind of looked at it with everybody had added their schmears and she's like, okay. And then she like touched it up and now it like looks like a true piece of art, which I'm very grateful for. And it was just like in the corner because we hadn't hung it up yet. And my aunt came in, she was like, we have to have that in the studio. Like that's perfect. So that's now in the background, like of my home studio. And I was like, that's funny that you like immediately chose that because that was painted by all my friends. And this is called mutual friends. So it just, I really like everything feels, I'm like, okay, there's no more name changes. Like this is who we are. It feels very like organic. And I also felt like a better reflection of the community as well. Yeah. And like all the comments and the people that listen and that have like engaged with us and that I've been able to have conversation with. I was like, yeah, this is more us. Yeah. yeah. I feel like also you blew up like semi-recently yeah. in the past like year and a half. Yeah. And the stuff that makes you blow up is not the inspirational no, I'm, no. content. It's like, just you yeah. chatting as if we're on FaceTime. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. So it does feel like you're just like talking to friends. Yeah. On I your almost media. like, I was almost did like something like the laundry room or something because oh, like the laundry video, but, but yeah. then you're stuck to But I'm stuck. I was like, no, I don't want to be stuck. And honestly, like, thank God it took me forever to get out of like homey content and laundry content for a while, like for the six months after I blew up. Like, if I posted anything that didn't involve like laundry or a home DIY or like something yeah. like homemaking, my followers were like, no, <laughs> no, not that. Stick to what you know. Stick to what you know. Yeah. Uh, the wedding really actually is what like broke me out. And I, I was able to get into lifestyle. And now it's like everything. And if, if I post laundry content, like sometimes it doesn't do as well, which I'm actually really grateful for. Because yeah, I think that's how much laundry content can you make? Can you really make like, I mean, I love laundry, but come on, like we there's yeah, there's only so much laundry that you can do. Like, yeah. yeah. You know what the best feeling is? When you walk out the door feeling like you can conquer the world because your hair looks amazing. You know those days when your hair shines with confidence? Well, I have something that are going to make those good hair days into a daily reality, which is Way's new hair gloss. 
I personally have been loving taking care of my hair. I just got a new haircut and at first I was iffy on it, but then the more I've looked at it and the more I've styled it, I actually really love it and I don't think I can go back to super long hair. It's all about how you style it. So I have been meticulous about my hair routine. I've been incorporating Waze hair gloss and it has literally made me love my haircut and love all of the different ways that I can make it look. It's so easy. Just five minutes in the shower and bam, instant shine. And let me tell you, preventing heat damage is a top priority for me. And with hair gloss protecting my hair up to 450 degrees, I can style worry-free. And the best part, my hair Hair feels shinier, healthier, and more vibrant than before. If you guys have seen my blowouts on my Instagram or my TikTok, you know that I have been feeling my hair and it has been so shiny. Getting your shine on in the shower with Waze hair gloss is so easy and it's packed with hyaluronic acid and rice water. And so it so it not only gives you immediate shine, but also treats damage and enhances color vibrancy. And here's the best part. In a consumer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed that their hair looks shinier, healthier, and smoother with Waze hair gloss. Loss. Give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T H E O U A I and use promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T H E O U A I dot com, promo code RealReal. I feel like you've had like your different eras. You yeah. Know, you've had the first, the what else yes. era. Yeah. you've had your attainable one yeah now you're in this mutual friends mutual one friends era. and i also think so we're going through a slight rebrand as well so we're not going to change names yeah. but i also started doing you know like on the real real it was doing like interviews with entrepreneurs and all of this stuff and okay since you also like watch my content yeah stuff, so you know what i yeah. post my issue is that i don't like niching down like i, I hate, down. hate it and hate it. i am very like I yeah I want to talk about my business yeah I want to talk about you know I want to provide value when it comes to that and like help people because I know other people might have businesses that they want to start and they might turn to my content for that but that's not the only stuff yeah. I want to post because I love lifestyle content yeah. so I want to post about like me being single and dating and I also want to post about like what I do on the weekends with my you friends in great, Miami like, dress recommendations like thank when you, you, when you put your yeah or like with your dresses yeah thank you I want to post yeah like fashion yeah. content whatever and then also business content and I just feel like it doesn't mix I'm like mm. I don't know so I'm, I'm in this like yeah. crisis right now of where I'm like I don't know what people want to see I don't know what they like to see because I like posting so much stuff so I'm just kind of posting everything but then I feel like people get confused and so with the real real we're kind of making it more about like navigating adulthood mm, just chatting yeah. about like what I would talk about with my friends yeah slightly similar to your concept where it's like okay just like yeah, chatting and having a conversation rather than being like all about, yeah. you know, inspirational business type yeah. of stuff. I wanted to change like things from like an interview to a co-host situation. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of what I want to do as well. Like I still want to interview entrepreneurs or people that I think are like really cool and like ask them about their story. But I want it to sound as if like you're sitting down and we're like at a coffee shop. Yeah. And we're just like chatting yeah. rather than like, oh, okay, so tell me about this. Right. Tell me like about oh, this. Next question. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know. I'm like, if you see my content, like, what do you think? Like, 
Are you confused? No. <laughs> no, no, no. It's so funny. I lo- like, it's so nice, you know, when you're validated by like other people's thoughts because you think, of course, like you're the only one. And I think a lot of influencers like go in these like ups and flows and everything, especially when you've been doing it for so long. Yeah. It is helpful to understand how you're seen from the outside. Yes. And I had to think about that a lot with the podcast rebrand because we had one of the names that was thrown out that was almost the name was Attention Whore. Oh, and <laughs> I thought I thought was so funny because yeah. it's something that I've been like called more internally in my life. Okay, but then I realized like, oh, externally, like people really didn't see. They thought that word was very harsh, and they didn't really see me as that. Even though I'm like, no, like if you were my family, they're like, no, she didn't touch her. Look at her, like whatever. <laughs> but I do think it's nice to see how like people perceive you, and it's helpful. I don't think that you're confusing at all. But okay. I think, you know, it is lifestyle. And when it's centered around like your personality, like Denise is Natalie. So, and yeah. that when you are that person, it can be like really odd. You're like, I don't know. Like, even though we hate niches, we do kind of want to label. Like, yeah, we're trying like, to, what am, like, like describe it. Like when somebody asks like, what is your content about? Yes. Like, Shut up. I know. I'm like, I don't know. I'm I like, know. watch it for yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, I'm never, I don't know. I'm like, I just figured it out my mystery. life. Yeah. I just say that I post about my life, but then I sound like a narcissist. I feel like, like, I'm no, like, yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah. Post about Cause like, me. <laughs> yeah. Cause was, when I say lifestyle influencer, it's very much like who I am. I'm really afraid that people are going to be like, oh, see, so it's not real. Like, it's not yeah. interesting. I'm like, no, it is. Yeah. Like, I'm interested. I know. I don't I, find it confusing at all I think that like it very much has to do with like your life era that you're in so the dating and then also running a business and like all of that is a like certain lifestyle that people either aspire to or can relate to like you know working woman who likes to post about like beauty and fashion and like you also go out on the weekends and you're with your friends like yeah you're following like a it's lifestyle it really is just lifestyle yeah I've always said the word like multifaceted yeah because I think that I don't like to niche down because I do think that like just everyone is multifaceted. Like no one is just like one thing and that's it. And so if it's lifestyle, you can kind of talk about a bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. That would be a good name for a podcast if I did do a rebrand, something like that. And then the MF, it matches yours. (laughs) But I always think that because I know you probably feel the same way because you were also in science for a while. So for me, I... I'm someone that like I was on social media my whole life, like yeah. pretty much like since yeah. I was 15. Like I've been on YouTube forever. So starting that young and then going through college and like I was an engineering major in school. So like whenever I would tell people that it was kind of strange, like it was like, really? Like you post like fashion videos yeah. on YouTube. Like why are you doing engineering? And then when I went and worked at like consulting and then that was like, also I did like social era. media. Yes. Yeah. And then I quit that, became a full-time, you know, social media, like influencer, whatever, moved to New York City, like all this stuff. And then I was just like, just an influencer. Okay. And then I had that itch to like go back into something else. So then I started a like tech company and like, I just feel like I have so many one, yes, like different eras. Yeah. But also I hate that like each one associate, like if you said that you're an influencer, you are associated with like being girly and Mm -hmm. being, you know, liking fashion and makeup and like social media and Instagram posts. And I like all of that. I am not ashamed to say that, like, love that. But then when you hear about, like, the tech side of things, the science side of things, it's like, oh, you must be, like, a nerd or you must not like those things. And people, like, very quickly label you. Like, you post one video and I'm Panera Girl. Yes. You post one video and I'm Wedding Girl. You post another video and I'm the... If you haven't watched the video, this is kind of somewhere, but, like, Safe Word. (laughs) There's a video about a Safe Word that's, like, on whatever. (laughs) But, like, I'm, you know, the relationship Safe Word girl. Like, people, it takes one time which is a good and bad thing and then they like 
Yeah. Then this is in real life too. Like I was a makeup artist for years and that was like an era that I was in. I worked for Estee Lauder. Like I have some people that like, you know, I've been out of that for years and they still, but they still, they're like, oh, you know, makeup girl. And I'm like, yes, I haven't been a makeup artist for like freaking a long time, like six years at least. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of like you're in a mold and I feel like you mm-hmm. would, they expect something out of you being in that mold. And then it's hard because like I want to post about all of these different things, yeah. not just one. But then it's like, okay, if I'm posting like day in the life of a founder, if I post anything else, it's kind of like, well, why are you posting that? That's not yeah. your, you're not supposed to be posted. Like you're supposed to be posting about this. Like we only want to see work content. From yeah. You. We don't want to see like you hanging out with your friends. It's boring. And so I just like don't know. I, I just, I think I have like a, identity crisis yeah. on social media nowadays because yeah. I'm like I don't know what to post I just want to post about like everything I'm interested yeah. in and like hope people like it I feel like I like I've, I've gotten to the point where like I feel the feeling mm-hmm. and like you know you're excited about like a certain piece of content I don't know what that feeling is it like yeah just like creative spark and I'm like okay and if I'm excited about the creative spark then I'm like we're good but you know, then you put it out there and if it doesn't get the views, that spark's really died down. Yeah. It's like, okay, I guess no one wants to see this. Yeah. It's very hard not to like get too caught up in the numbers. Yes. I think like having a marketing job as well, where there's a lot of similarities, but then like a lot of differences, but they are very data based. Mm. And I think that has made my brain a little bit like, instead of seeing like numbers, like low numbers as like, you know, oh, this is bad. Just being like, okay, this is like, an experiment. An experiment. Yeah. Exactly. And okay, so, you know, with this particular content, like topic, it's usually the topic that I want to keep. Like I want to post about my friends be like, okay, well, then I need to change the delivery. Like yeah. change, like, okay, are we going to say something like crazy in the beginning as like a hook? Or like, is this best done as like a short vlog? Or do you want like a long YouTube video? Or do you want like a voiceover? Like that type of stuff. Yeah. And, and that I, you can kind of like puzzle piece it together. Yeah. I didn't know you were a makeup artist. That's yeah. You know, I've had like, I've had a lot of jobs for. Can you, okay. I want to walk through, we're going to call this like your heiress tour. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I never, I'm so trying to get tickets. So this is so exciting. <laughs> I know. Sarah's I'm trying. I'm, I went to her concert in Atlanta. Oh I'm going in you did Sweden. You, I bought the Sweden tickets also. I'm so excited oh for God. next summer. You, I'm sure you tried to get Miami. I tried, did I not did. succeed. I, did, I don't know a single person that succeeded to get Me Miami. Me either, but I'm like going to go no matter what. Like yeah. I'm figuring out a way. It's yeah. in a year, it's in a, over a year. I've got time. Yeah. I'm going. Oh my God, can you, can I be in on that? Like yes. I want to go yes. so bad. I'll just buy a bunch of tickets in bulk and for be now. like, sell them if I don't yeah. buy them. Yeah. Why did you go into science? Because you were what, chemistry major? Yes, I was a chemistry major. No, full chemistry. And then I like picked up a minor like in communications, like my second year or something like that. I've been a STEM kid my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, where did you go to like middle and high school? Uh, In North Carolina. In North Carolina. Okay. So you probably would have had a similar experience. I don't know what was going on in like the education world when I was like in middle high school, even elementary school, but STEM was pushed so much for me like our curriculum was very stem heavy which stem's very important and i think like you know women stem i had a lot of empowerment in that and so i'm very thankful for that but it also caused me to have like zero exposure to creative jobs zero exposure to entrepreneurship or business and somewhere along the line a seed was planted and a narrative was put in my brain that business marketing communications were all bogus Majors. Literally the exact and same thing. And bogus jobs. I was uh, like, if you went into a communications or like business 
thing like oh you're just like a partier you're not actually here for the degree mm-hmm. you're like you don't actually go anywhere those yes. it's like cop-outs yeah and, I thought the same exact thing and so like I didn't even really explore it because I'm like oh like you know and and as like somebody in STEM I was also like in gate or GT or gift and talented whatever you want to say like honors programs and they really push you they're like if you're not doing the hardest thing you suck like you're, you're just, stupid you're stupid yeah and so I was like perfection So if everybody else thinks that I'm smart, then I'm on the right path. Yeah. And everybody like thought chemistry was really cool. And I was going to actually go into physics. I'm much better at physics than I am chemistry. Really? Oh my God. I hated physics. I loved it. I hated biology. I still dog on biologists. (laughs) I hated any science, but I liked math. Yeah. Yeah. I loved math. I was much better at math. I hate memorization. So biology was not for me. I was very good at physics. The school I went to was too small to have a physics program. So the next best thing was chemistry. So that's kind of how I like landed into chemistry. But I knew I would do science. I didn't know why. But I knew that when I said, oh, I'm going to be a chemistry major and I'm going to be a researcher development chemist, I'm going to be whatever. I got people saying, oh, like you must be so smart. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Oh, you're going to be so successful. You're going to make so much money. That's amazing. And I was like, okay, that's amazing. Like, that's great things that people are telling me. Like other people telling me about myself, that must be what I am. I must be smart, amazing, going to make a lot of money, very successful and very cool. Neat. Like set. I didn't take in any like regard to my own interests. And then in college, like that's when I was exposed to business and marketing and makeup and then went into makeup artistry and I worked for Estee Lauder. I was a freelance artist for them. In college? Mm -hmm. Were you like told, why are you doing that if... This, yeah. You know, like it, it's so different was, than what you were yes. doing in school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, I think people were very confused about what I was doing. And my friends were like, why are you in chemistry? Joseph, of course, he watched all of these eras happen. Yeah. Um, he told me all the whole time. He's like, you don't like chemistry. And I was like, what do you mean? That's crazy. Yeah. And I even had like social media. Like at one time, I at any given time in college, I had at least two jobs. At the most, I had five. And I was what? doing, yes. How did you have five jobs? I don't fucking know. I have no. What were your five jobs? I was, I was doing like social media management here. And then I was also like doing, you know, communications management over here, an organizational assistant here. I was a freelance makeup artist for Estee Lauder. I was a freelance makeup artist for Benefit Cosmetics for a while. And like I got my start as a intern manager for the cosmetics department, Balcom Mount Pleasant. Like I did a lot, but it was all kind of centered around like marketing communications for jobs. And so eventually like through college, I was like, okay, I'm getting a chemistry degree. Like, so I'll understand like the science behind makeup, yeah. but then I'll be in communications and like, that's super helpful or whatever. No, like nobody knew what to do with me. I didn't know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and so when I graduated, I was panicked. Like a lot of my decisions were made based on other people's perceptions, which rough place to be in. And so when I was graduating, I made an ultimatum with myself. I was like, you will walk across that stage with a career, not just a job, a mm. career. Yeah. And it had to sound impressive. And everybody had, I had whatever I said, because I was like, okay, we have been saying we're a chemistry major, whatever job that we say, we have to continue people saying, that's so smart. That's so cool. You're going to be so successful. You're going to make so much money. Like, that's great. Whatever. It's like, okay, well, I got to make sure. And so I applied for so many jobs. I started in marketing communications jobs, but of course they didn't know what to do with me. They're like, I don't, they didn't even talk to me. Like they didn't answer my resume and I don't blame them. So, and yeah. then the first chemistry job I applied for, they got back to me for a research and development chemist. I still question their judgment on putting a 21 year old in a research and development, like from in the chemistry world. Yeah. I wasn't in it for very long, but from my, like, I was very young being in like that department. You go in as like an analyst. I don't know why I was like 
mm-mm, mm-mm, I don't know what decision was made there. No, I was I'm also underpaid. It was like, great. Pharmaceuticals research is, is always underpaid, right? Research is always underpaid. Pharmaceuticals is a beast and horrible. But yeah, they were just the first answer. And I was like, I saw that and I was like, okay, well, I have to have a job. Like I have to have a job walking across the stage. So this must be what I'm meant to do. Mm-hmm. And I just did it. And then I proceeded to lose my soul. <laughs> Yeah. So you, how long were you doing that? I didn't stay as a research development chemist for more than six months. Were you still doing makeup on the side? Yeah. Yeah. I did a little bit, not as much. I was only with Estee Lauder. I I think I started with Estee Lauder in 2016. And then I kind of slowed that down because since it was freelance, like you could say yes or no to things. Once I graduated, I really didn't take many jobs. And then I pretty much hard stopped in like the end of 2019. Okay. Yeah. And then what did you do after that? So when I left chemistry, I went back home and I was like, oh, I'm rock bottom, but if I'm going to be rock bottom. I might as well do it at the ripe age of 22. Like, you know, <laughs> like very dramatic. But I moved back home and I gave myself, I think, like two weeks to like basically more in a past life. I was like, OK, we're you know, I literally have no idea who I am or what I'm doing. It was terrifying. It was the most like my health was horrible. My mental health was horrible. It took years to undo what that job did and then what that transition out of college did, which I'm very like, you know, I've got a a lot to say about like that transition out of college. I think it's like very hard and not like not done very well, but give myself two weeks and I worked for TJ Maxx and I was in the store, in the store. I was there basically like a frontline manager. So when you're walking through TJ Maxx and you go through that thing that where you always want to pick up the stuff, I was in charge of that area and then the cashiers. Okay. And so I was in charge of like the product and how that product looked as well as like the strategy and like operations behind the cashiers and like everything like that, which actually like I enjoyed it. But again, I didn't know I didn't want to do that forever. Yeah. You know, I don't love retail. I don't think that the retail like full time track is very great being in retail for I'd been in retail like a lot. So I was like, this isn't a place to grow. I don't think retail is a great place to grow. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not going to go back to school for a degree. Like, I'm not going to pay for it. So I just read books. I read on my lunch breaks. And then after work, I had nothing to do. And I was mentally unwell. So I just, (laughs) I just read enough books where I was like, if I read enough books by people who have lived these past lives, like, maybe I'll absorb like what their life was or something. And I just read book after book after book. So that was your self-help. That was my self-help era. Okay. And that's, read, is yes. that when the Attainable podcast yes. came to be? Yes. Okay. So and that- then like Attainable podcast came from COVID and me like finding myself. And I started freelancing. Like when COVID happened, TJ Maxx shut down and I had just like met somebody that she was like, I'll pay you. I think it was like, $25 an hour to basically like assist me. And she was a coach, an online coach for freelancers. Mm. So she taught me how to be a freelancer, how to run like a freelance business. And then like once everything opened back up to go back to work, I had been making, it, it's not hard to make more money than I was at TJ Maxx. Like, <laughs> so I was making more money. So I was like, okay, like let me try freelancing. And at that point I was like, oh, I'm winning. Like I'm a freelancer. I'm a marketing freelancer. Like yeah. it's time for me to start a podcast and, and talk about my genius, yeah. I guess. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And then that kind of rolled out. Okay. And then you blew up because of laundry. And then it blew up because of laundry. So I (laughs) I was working for myself and freelancing from 2020 to 2022. Freelance marketing, right? Freelance marketing. Yes. That's wait. No way. 2019. I feel like you blew up in like what? 2021? No, no, no. What year is it? Actually, no, you did in 2022. Yeah. So I was, I was freelance marketing until I blew up in March 
And then because I blew up and I, I then started applying for other jobs kind of accidentally, I was looking for clients. I was going to mm. try and pitch myself as a contractor. And then that's when I applied for the job that I have now with the company I'm with going in thinking, oh, I'll pitch them as a contractor, like, and I want them as a client. And then coming out with, oh my God, I have a full-time job. <laughs> like, okay, cool. So can you like tell me about when you posted that video? Mm-hmm. Like, were you posting frequently before then? Were you trying to grow on social media? Yeah. And then like, what happened? What was the thought process of posting? It was kind of just yeah. like another random video. Yeah. I was doing like social media, like freelancing and stuff. And so I thought of TikTok as like a really good research. And I was like, let me like try it out as like a newer platform. Let me just try. And I've always wanted to be like a YouTuber and an influencer. I've always wanted to be that. I thought it was something that everybody thought. And so you don't really pay attention to it. Like it was just this underlying undertone. And like whatever you dreamed about in like middle school, it will come back to bite you in the ass. I always think that like... I think that what you wanted to be when you were little, actually, it's more likely what you're going to do when you're older versus like your major. Like Mm -hmm. your major means nothing. Nothing. It means nothing. nothing. Yeah. Like I always, when I was little, I wanted to be in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. Always. Like I tried acting. performer. Yes. I was always, I was in acting. I I tried theater. I did like, I just wanted to be in front of the camera. If you watch my like home videos from when I was a baby or when I was a kid, I would always like ask my dad to film so I could like film my, I was like doing vlogs when I was like eight years old. Yeah. When that was not a thing. And you don't think it means anything until you're sitting in a spot and you're like, oh my God, like, she knew. Yeah, I was. I wanted to like be an author at one point, mm-hmm. and even though I'm not like a writer right now, I just loved no. storytelling. Yeah. Like it was, I loved storytelling. Yeah. I loved being in front of the camera. And so back then, that wasn't really a job. When you're eight and you're asked like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" Like, especially back then, that wasn't yeah. 2004. Like that was not influencer was not a thing. Yeah. And so now that I'm looking back, I'm like, wow, I'm literally doing exactly that. Like that's so cool. Yeah. Like, it really, I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do when I was younger. And then I got a degree in engineering, which was yeah, like, I know didn't doesn't add up. Yeah, it didn't I don't I don't know. Like I didn't have exposure. That's why I also, people dog on the internet all the time, and I'm like, oh, there's so many lives and like jobs that I didn't know existed though, and like things that I didn't know was possible until you see it on the internet. Exactly. Um, so I yeah, I started experimenting post consistently a week before I posted the laundry video that like made my career. I said okay. It was Monday. I posted that video Saturday. On Monday, I was like, I'm going to post every single day. And I don't know how for how long, but I'm going to do it. Like, I'm just going to do it. So I did. I posted every single day. I posted twice on Friday. And on Saturday, I blew up. I think that was coincidental timing. I think that I had been posting relatively consistently weekly since January. And that was March. So yeah, I think it, I mean, the stars kind of aligned there. Yeah. And then that just kicked off everything. Were you like, okay, I'm full time now? <laughs> um, it was like <laughs> 1 million views, whatever, how many views? Like goodbye yeah, it, freelance. Like, it was, <laughs> I was like, oh, something's happening because it wasn't just, you can get a lot of views and not get a lot of followers. I gained so many followers in so little time. What so do you think was like, it was? Like why? I know exactly what it was. Oh, okay. I know exactly what it was. So I'm a cheap ass. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, I went back and I was like, okay, I'm going to study this. Like, why did I get followers? Some people get millions of views and don't get any followers. Like, why did people follow me? And then I looked back at my other content. Thankfully, I had been posting like relatively, you know, consistently. And in a lot of my videos, there was this undertone storyline of budget groceries or cheap makeup or there was something or I would say something and you could tell that I'm a cheap ass at my core. Mm. And that is what brought people in. I'm also going to add though, that is could be like a theme of like, oh, I want to save money. Let me follow her. Yes. 
but there's a lot of people that make saving money budget mm-hmm. videos and it's because of your personality. A lot of people say like your it's your personality. It's your personality. So it's you feel like you're on like when you were setting up that video, it was like camera right here on your car. Like yeah. it was very it didn't feel very edited. And yeah, you were wasn't. just it was in the Walmart parking lot. Yeah. It's so funny. I almost I'm like, I want to talk to Walmart and be like, can I get like a plate or something? Like <laughs> a little gold plaque? Because like that's the parking lot in this tiny ass Walmart by my house where my career started. Yeah. It's Cause so I'm funny. like you because it feels like you're on FaceTime. It's similar to like all of these other people that are blowing up. Like, I'm gonna compare you to Alex Earl. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not gonna tell you no. <laughs> Because, you know, her like, get ready with me. They feel like you're on FaceTime with a friend getting ready. Or they give me the vibe of like, remember when you were in college and you were a freshman, you were going out for the very first time and you and your roommates were all getting ready together and you had music playing and you guys are all like talking about like, what are you going to do? Who are you going to meet? Like, who's texting you? Who's Snapchatting you? Like, whatever. That, that is what her videos feel like. Yes. Like, it feels like that. Your videos feel like... I'm talking to a friend and I'm just like catching up and you're telling me a funny story or you're telling, you know, it's like, that's what it feels like. And I think that there's so many people on the internet that aren't that comfortable with themselves. And I'm going to say like, I feel like I'm not like fully myself on the internet, even after doing it for so long. Really? And it's like, I still feel like, oh, like, you know, maybe something needs to be edited more. I can't be like my full authentic self, whatever, to an extent. And I don't feel that way with you. I feel like you are just like, you I'm get sure what you it's get. gonna bite me in my ass someday. No, I think I hope not. You know, it's just it's so you, and like people can see that, and so that's why they follow you. I love that. No, and I, that's what I try to portray. And I also I have no filter. I have no like I say this often. And it's funny because now people like are wanting it on shirts, which I just love. Like they're in my comments, like embarrassment is a wasted emotion. It's just it literally serves no purpose. Like the only time that I will ever allow myself to get embarrassed is if I was like a dickhead or something, or I made like a move where I hurt somebody on accident. I've never hurt somebody, and then I'm like, oh, I'm embarrassed for that behavior. But like, I posted something. Listen, I drank two matches yesterday. I was a little tummy sick, and I accidentally farted in the Uber, and it was audible. <laughs> and I was like, I posted about it, and there's. Very few videos I will do that with. That is a video that I like screen record. I said to my friends, I was like, can I post this? <laughs> like, I need like a double check. And they were like, no, you have to post that. Because I was just like, yeah, embarrassment's a wasted emotion. And I'm too tired. I can't like be somebody else. I don't, I don't know how to be like. And that's why people like you. Like, that's definitely why. And that's why like, you're going to continue to grow and like be su- successful and like. I think it's just like you feel like you're talking to a friend, yeah. you know, and I would tell my friends that, you know, it's like yeah. if I'm at a friend's apartment and I'm like going to the bathroom and they're like studio apartment or one bedroom apartment. I'm like, OK, you guys need to play like TikTok, play music yeah. like you can't listen to anything, yeah. whatever. But I would never like talk about that on the Internet because I still feel like uh, I don't know. But like you don't have that. Like you I don't feel that way. What platform you started with as well. Like, I don't know if that if I will post that video on Instagram because like. TikTok's a very different culture. That's and so true. It, yeah. And there's so much more that you can get away with. Yeah. That people like. And so, and like Instagram, I think I'm going to hit 10K today. Like, I think I'm like looking at the numbers and I've been really trying. But is it? I mean, that's very much a different platform for me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, no, but I start on TikTok, which is, that is rat energy. But I love it now because people do, they comment a lot. They're like, I love your personality. And when somebody says you're so funny, I'm like, screenshot. Because my family, my family being my immediate family, mom, dad, brother, very funny people, very dry, witty humor. They've always called me the unfunny one. Really? They always, they have my whole life. They're like, so you have like a chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah 100%. My little brother came out the womb and he was like 
spitting out one-liners. Like he, <laughs> and they're, and they're a different kind of funny. And my mom, like, she's like, Sarah, you're not funny, like trying to be funny. You're just kind of funny because you're like just doing shit. Like, I don't Can even know. Can you please do a group podcast with your family? Oh, like I want apps. Mom, dad, oh, brother, you. God, 100%. 100%. Come to New York, sit in the studio. Yeah. And I'm like, we're doing a family podcast. We're, yes. we're having it. We do family meetings sometimes. We only do them in Disney World. I don't know why. We don't have family meetings outside. How we, often do you go to Disney World? They're Disney vacation members. So pretty often. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I didn't renew my annual pass when I got married, but like there was times we were going like five to seven times a year. Oh my yes, gosh. Yes. Now I'll go like once. They'll go like four times a year. Or okay. Something. But yeah, no, we have like a family meeting. I remind them often though. I'm like, I would like to let you all know that I'm the only one paid to be funny now. So yeah, exactly. Every single person. I remind them every family function. Exactly. Like, oh, I hope- did you see this video that Sarah did? I'm like, oh my God, what have you been telling me all my life? Like, mm-hmm. I hope people come up to you when you're with them and they're like, Sarah, I love you. You're so funny. <laughs> I know. I'm like, please, if anybody's, please, like you see me in real life, especially if you see me with a blonde woman or a brown haired man or a blonde haired little twerp. Then you're like, that's family. And I should remind them that their daughter yeah. is hysterical. Like your daughter is the funniest person on the internet. Yep. Thank just you so much. Lay it on. Yeah. I'll just look at him like. <laughs> have Hire like a paid actor to do that with your <laughs> yeah. family. Have like you're walking through Disney and there's like constant people coming up to you being to like, I love you. It's like so <laughs> funny. I'll be like, oh my God. Like, really? That's crazy. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so you're also you make enough money to do it full time. I do, and you still you have another job. I do. Why? <laughs> I mean, it's like being very transparent has gotten to the point where like one is making more than the other, <laughs> and very new. And I, re- it really comes down to I remember what it felt like to not be able to pay bills from freelancing and working for myself. It was not a fun experience for me, and like I remember. I mean, a month before my first video blew up, I had been on like our bathroom floor crying mm-hmm. to Joseph being like, I'm so sorry, I can't pay the mortgage again. Like, I remember what that felt like. And I'm very scared of that feeling again. So like, I'm so grateful. Like we were kind of coming to a point where like having to readjust finances and look at like the income and figure out like where that's being put and we're putting into retirement, like all that kind of stuff. I'm so grateful for that. I still have a scarcity mindset on like the full-time job offers security influencing. I still don't know what that looks like as yeah. far as like security goes. I just signed with new management, which I'm super excited for, but I still don't know what that looks like and what that looks like in the spring. Holiday season, I don't think I can make many financial like decisions as far as influencing because I think everything looks different in January and February. Yeah. You know, so that, and I also, I love my job. That's awesome. I love my job and I love the people and like, Yeah, I just, I love it. I really love what I do. I love the people. And it's really interesting to be in a position where both the things that you do, you don't need for income. Like if I were to let go of one, I have the other. Mm -hmm. And so I get to love both just for what it is. Yeah. And I really, really like that. That's Um, so good. And it's good because like you said, you were first at a chemistry job, like a research job where you didn't like it. Yeah. I know what it's like to not be making money. And I know what it's like to be making money and hating it. Yeah. And that's just like worst of both worlds. Yeah. And the full-time job is so, like, I'm such an extrovert. Yeah. Influencing can be very lonely. It can be super and lonely. even as a remote employee, like, I'm like, oh, yeah. like, so I get to, like, come to New York and be with my coworkers and it really is like a family. So I get to have that interaction and they really push me. I think they make me a better person, which then makes me a better influencer. And I can have the two and separate them. Yeah. But yeah, they both, like, make me better for each other kind of thing. That's amazing, though. I'm happy yeah. that, like, you have that because... I feel like a lot of, especially going through like 
I know what it's like to go through a major that you just are doing for validation. Or I know what it's like to like work at a job that you hate. And so the fact that you've kind of like found yourself and then also now have a platform that you can like broadcast it to and also make money from that is really cool. And so many people listening to this, that's like their dream to do. Yeah, I know. I feel so very grateful. And of course, like this isn't the end. Like it, it never is. I don't really think there's an ending destination, but like just being able to do something that I love and I love both and being able to do both because I love it. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's I'm like, oh, well, it's only up from here, I guess. Yeah. Well, I really liked going through all of your eras. Thank you. As a newly inducted Swifty, like I feel so honored mm-hmm. to be able to get through that experience. Yeah. And like, I will make it to a concert. It's a good exercise to do for anyone listening. You know, yes. go through your own little eras. Your own eras. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not like, everybody's like, oh, the board eras is out. No, it's not. Don't. Shut your mouth. Don't yeah. say that. Era, era cannot die. Like, I think it's so I it's love a it. fitting it's word. It's so yeah. fun. It's so fun. <laughs> Girls make everything fun. Girls make everything fun. <laughs> we literally, I'm telling you, the Barbie movie, I'm shit. <laughs> Hold on. The Halloween, okay, are you aware of the movement that, like, all the girlies are doing for Halloween? How we're all going to dress up as Barbie? And then learn the disco dance? Oh, I didn't know the dance. Oh, I'll send you the, I'll send the video tutorial. <laughs> oh, I went out the other night and, like, we were, like, laughing, saying, hi, Barbie, like, because we were with, like, our boyfriends, so we were saying, hi, Barbie. These group of girls came by and I said, hi, Barbie. And one of them said, hi, Barbie. I know. And I, I love it. I looked at her, I was like, hi, Barbie. <laughs> I started, like, tearing up. It was, like, a real-life Barbie experience. No, we're all doing that. We're all, all of us for Halloween are dressing up a different, as different Barbies. I'm in. And we're going to learn the dance. And so when they play it in the club, it'll be, like, a global flash mob. And that, I'm positive, is how women are going to take over the government. I love that. Yeah. Starting with you at the Chambers of Commerce. <laughs> starting with me at the Chambers of Commerce. <laughs> Listen to her podcast if you yeah. don't get that reference. Yeah. But thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on. Thank you so much Where for can me. they find like all of your links, your podcast, the yeah. rebrand, everything? All the things. So my podcast, Mutual Friends on all platforms. It's like mutual.friends.podcast on Instagram and TikTok and on YouTube. I'm Sarah E. Boss. You can find the podcast under the podcast playlist. I am Sarah E. Boss everywhere, Pinterest, TikTok, Instagram, all the things. It is Sarah E. Boss. It's not Sarah Hebbis. I've learned that that's been a... We'll address that at a different time. Sarah E. Boss, B-A-U-S, everywhere. Amazing. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed. And don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.